It's July 8th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. promised everybody that we would keep doing the podcast, so here we are doing the podcast. Here we are. We're officially <laughs> post-Larry leaving, and yes. we are all still surviving. Yeah, everyone's surviving, and <laughs> although I will tell you, it was, it was kind of hilarious, uh, well, in some way. Um, so, Monday night, I go to bed. I'm having trouble sleeping, and I finally fall asleep about 12.30, and I'm having an anxiety attack in my dreams. In your dream? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm having like this very anxiety-riddled dream or something. And I'm like, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know what it is. You know, I know it's just that, you know, okay, I'm not an HPD and I'm out on my own. And what am I going to do and whatever. But it wasn't, of course, all that said. It was just anxiety. And um, I, I just couldn't sleep well. And I woke up in the morning. I'm like, son of a... <laughs> You know, <laughs> so I uh, uh, talked with Candy, one of my new office mates. She's a um, uh, psychologist, a counselor, and I. She goes, "Well, how are you doing today?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm fine." She goes, "Well, that's a load of crap." So what's going <laughs> on? And I told her, "I said, well, I was having this dream and this, and this anxiety attack in my sleep last night." She goes, "Well, that's the best thing because you're really, you know, what's going on, and you're you know, and your your subconscious knows what's going on." So you know what's going on and why it's there and what's happening. She goes, that's fine. It's perfectly normal. I'm like, okay. I still didn't get any, <laughs> any sleep. And that's a good thing? Well, I guess because you're more aware of it. I don't know. But yeah. Or it just means that you're trying to process it and deal I mean, with it. I've been trying to process maybe. it probably. But yeah, it was, it was hilarious. I'm like, you know, in my sleep, I know I'm having, you know why I'm having this yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, once I woke up, I mean, I felt like, okay, we got that out of my system at least. <laughs> And went on about things, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a whole week. It's kind of weird. Well, and yeah, you're not exactly was... standing still, right? You've started oh, no, a new no. LLC, new yeah, company. We, we started a new company, or I've started a new company. Um, trying to get myself situated at a friend's office, and it's you know ordering a desk and chairs, and I get a new monitor, and I'm going to get a new laptop, and when the hell is that thing ever going to get here? <laughs> um, and all then, the joys of starting a new business all over, over again. Yeah, which I said I wasn't going to do. Exactly. So, and yeah, this is not exactly a big, ambitious, new business kind of endeavor. This is just yeah. you kind of CYA while yeah. you're freelancing, right? Yeah, just kinda to kind of cover. Between. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't meant to be like, okay, I'm starting a whole new firm and we're going to have a big, giant presence or something. Um, and really, it's, it's I was just talking to Matthew, and um, he was saying, really, it, it sounds like it's more just sort of this catch-all you know so for everything i want to do post hpd as far as right. like, you know, the advocacy work i want to do and the speaking i want to do and all those sorts of things then i can do it under that umbrella right and have it be being just part of that entity and, yeah and, and that way you can be a consultant to other businesses and yeah. it's it's all legit and you're protected and right and yeah. they're not you know they're not paying me, me personally they're paying the company it's all covered it's that kind of thing. right so yeah so uh so instead of you know Everyone's joking around that, oh, Larry's just going to hang out and eat bonbons and wear his moo moo and watch Ellen. And I'm like, no, 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 Ellen. We're going to watch <laughs> Judge Judy and, and the Family Feud. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, and honestly, I had expected that, you know, there would be this period of decompression, you know, where I'd like, okay. Do nothing. Oh, yeah. Do nothing or do little. 
I'll do a lot, just do a little and just kind of let myself kind of relax and, and ease out. And it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're not exactly wired that way. You actually have to physically leave the area yeah. to do anything like that. Don't you think? You yeah. have to, like, actually go on vacation to, yeah. to decompress yeah, in that I've way. Yeah, I've really gotten, gotten to be that way. And, of course, you know, decadence, New Orleans is coming up at the end of the September or end of August. So at least there's, I know that's coming. Yeah, you've got that to look forward to. But, uh, but yeah, I just had a picture, you know, at least maybe a few days of just kind of, ooh, wow. But anyway, so I hit the, hit the ground running on Tuesday, and we'll see what happens. But Yeah, yeah. we didn't really expect you to, to just kind of turn right around and become a new architect under a new name. Yeah. I don't think that's what I was thinking no. you would do, but I guess that's kind of the obvious yeah. In between solution. Yeah. You know, and talking with, with my friend Brian, our friend Brian in DC, mm-hmm. when he left his firm, uh, before he ever went to on to his next job, that's what he ended up doing for about a couple of months. Was just doing some freelance just to kind of cover his cost and make sure he was okay and then the position opened up and off he went. So So do you want to tell everybody what the name of your new gig yes, is? Yes, we are Spotted Dog Architecture. So cute. I can't so wait cute. for a little logo. I'm not trying to think how that's gonna going to come out <laughs> but uh, basically um, I can thank my dogs for that because uh, Luna was laying on the couch next to James and he looked over at her and in spite of the idea of Bassin House being tricolor she's just covered in spots and so he's like well what about spotted dog and I'm like hmm. out of everything we've talked about <laughs> that sounds like it might be the best so yeah there we I go. think it fits your personality yeah well and, and one of the people I'm following on Twitter is Five Cat Studio. So oh, Five Cat cute. Spot a Dog. <laughs> anyway. So you will have to, if you ever do go full-time with this and get your own office, you'll have to have a dog in your office. Yeah. One of the dogs will have to come with you. Oh, no. You have to have a mascot. <laughs> so, well, you know, Steve, my friend Steve Arn, um, who I'm officing with, brings his uh, Cocker Spaniel, Obi. Oh, really? But all Obi wants to do is lay on the dog bed underneath his desk and sleep. Oh, well, that's good. You know, I'd have mine wandering around, you know, sniffing everybody and demanding attention and love and, yeah. Yeah, when I try to work at home, my dog, as soon as I get on the phone, she starts barking at the back door and scratching and tapping on the glass and Mm -hmm. without fail, every single time I get on the phone, it's like, oh, good, mom's on the phone. Let's go make a bunch of noise at the back door because I want to go out. Well, and James had to apologize a couple of times. He's been on a conference call all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, when the dog sees like somebody walking a dog outside, and just course. goes ballistic. He's like, I'm sorry, it's the dog. And, and that basset hound bark is yeah. just ridiculous. And everyone's <laughs> laughing on the phone. He's like, I'm sorry. But anyway, so yeah, so here we are. We're back to podcasting again. Yeah. And uh, um, one of the, I got to do something this week that I haven't done in a while, and that was have drinks with my friend Dean, who used to work with the firm that shared space with us. And has gone on to work for a couple of different firms, but it's all commercial work that he does. And the kind of fun part is when he was with his old firm, he'd done all this design work and designed all these projects and nothing ever got built. Now he's with a firm where they can't seem to stop building. <laughs> They're really, everything they design basically gets built, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and they've been working with one of the local developers who has, you know, started with building number one. By the time all the construction documentation got done, she's like, okay, we're to start building number two because I filled building number one with people. Like, it was just this constant, you know. Totally leased out. Yeah. And, and then building number two, and then building number three, and then building number four, and now to building number five. 
But one of the interesting things we had a conversation was that he said it has gotten so crazy in the construction market, in the commercial construction market right now, especially with office space, that um, the people he's working with are pulling back and doing a reassessment of, okay, at what point do we have to stop? Because, because it's too much, like being overbuilt? Is that what they're well, looking at? Well, no, it's, it's more a question of, you know, we can't charge enough rent to start covering. You, know, you have that pro forma where you got to have, obviously, this is how more rent's going to be to cover the cost of construction and management. But construction costs are getting so crazy that they don't think they can charge enough rent for it. Well, and that's the problem across the board. We're seeing that in residential, too, mm -hmm. that, that to build nowadays is so much more yeah. per square foot. You just can't get around it. Yeah. Well, in the... Um, you know, for them, I mean, for, for a developer, and, and this particular developer has been in Dallas for a while and has done numerous buildings, for them to pull back like that, you think, okay, are we getting ready to see a pop in the commercial construction market because prices have gotten too high? Or are we going to see a case where, you know, they just move, we were talking about, you know, there's land north of here, and Dallas has gotten farther and farther north, so to speak, and I'm just going to keep moving north up the tollway or up 75, two major thoroughfares here, uh, where they can find cheaper land. Well, and the phenomenon that's kind of driving what she's been doing, this developer, that uh, she's building all around the new Toyota headquarters that are, are moving into our Frisco, North Dallas area. And so that land has, I bet the values of those of that oh, land is a... just off the charts. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I mean, and it's Toyota coming in and State Farm coming in and Liberty, I think Mutual Insurance came in and I want to say there was one more. But then they're talking about all the, all the auxiliary businesses that service Toyota right. here. So, yeah, the property values up there have got to be just ridiculous. Yeah, so that's probably part of the problem is the location is so hot that, yeah, it's you've got to add that into your equation. Yeah. So maybe, like you said, maybe it's moving to a place that hasn't quite bloomed or blossomed yet. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm like, where? Yeah. <laughs> where is that? You know, um, we're going to a wedding in Aubrey, which is basically in it's it's west of this area where all this development's happening, and I can see that slowly moving down the main thoroughfare. Yep. In that area. Uh, just over time, slowly started working its way west because that's where the cheaper property is. Mm -hmm. But who knows? I mean, it's just, it was just listening to him talk, I was floored, absolutely floored. And one of the things we were talking about was that he said, if you want an elevator in Dallas, it's a 20-week lead time. 20 weekly. lead 20 time. 20 weeks to get an elevator. That's because, crazy. Well, because there's nobody to install. And apparently, he said Toyota's campus has 83 elevators. But we were trying to figure out, how do you use 83 elevators? Where is that going? And, and how many... And he, Dean's thing was like, well, do all the executives have to have their own elevator? But I'm thinking, okay. You know, in, in the office building I'm in now, it's only 12 floors. It's not huge. And that has four elevators in it. So you think about something like a campus for Toyota, which is... You know, four thousand. They're they're planning for four thousand people, but they've got nine thousand parking spaces. Wow. I mean, so they're planning for more. Well, and it's kind of low rise office buildings yeah, up in that area, yeah. right? So yeah, it's a lot of square footage or area. They're probably fairly spread out. Yeah. 
So, you know, just, he said that number and I thought, oh my gosh, well, of course it takes 20 weeks. And he said, you don't send it back. He said, if it comes and there's something wrong, you don't send it back. You just figure out how to make it work. Fix it on you the fix spot. You fix it on the spot wow. and, you know, hopefully it's just something on the interior and not like, you know, do they not ship a part that they were supposed to or something? But yeah. Um, so it was an interesting conversation because you know, we don't do commercial We've never really been a commercial architect. So, yeah, very you know, little of our work is commercial. Yeah, you know, and certainly yeah. nothing of that nature right. either. So to hear from the commercial side that this is what's happening, and it's just, you think, oh my gosh, well, we can't get framing crews for residential stuff. And he's talking about they can't get framing crews for the commercial stuff, wow. which are two totally different real trades. You know, one's really you know, stick framing, the other's all metal framing, and it's a or we say stick, it's wood. So we've yeah, got yeah. the residential wood framing. And you got the guys who do the commercial you know, metal studs, and you know they don't translate well necessarily. Yeah, no, they're two totally different animals, so you don't mix those kind of crews. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, just, it was interesting. It was interesting to find that out and, and hear from someone on the ground and working for a firm that does a lot of this commercial work. Yeah. So for coming to Dallas... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may have to be officing in Aubrey or Little Elm or somewhere farther north or Wiley right. or Saxe or something. Yeah. Well, so, everything's yeah. booming beyond the what you would think of as the boundaries of kind of the, the inner Dallas metroplex area. Because right. Um, right now I'm even taking my oldest son out to camp in Murphy, which is about 20 minutes northeast of Richardson. Oh, and Richardson is a good 15 minutes northeast of Dallas. And so, <laughs> like, I have to go out and out and out and then turn around and come back in, right, in, right, in, yeah. in, back into the office. And yeah. But, yeah, there's all kinds of new stuff popping up out there. Wow. No matter which route I take to yeah. to the little gym where where he goes to camp, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's busy. And what used to be kind of the outer, sort of almost like agricultural areas of the, mm-hmm. you know, it's all that land's getting bought up by developers, and now we've oh, yeah. got big outlet malls and whole the neighborhood divisions so just popping up in, left yeah. and right. And yeah, one of the big developers just bought a ton of land up along. Um, I was thinking Little Elm and Salina, which is yeah. north of here, north of Frisco, which is north of. I mean, if you start looking on a map, and, and feel free to get on a map and have a look, or get out your phone and, and yeah. look at it on your phone. Um, it gets far. I mean, it's it's a ways. It's like you're driving. If you're living in Dallas, you're driving an hour, an hour and a half to get to where you're working, and then back home again. Uh-huh. And so, you know, of course, that means people are moving out that way then. Right. And which means neighbors have, neighborhoods have to get built. I mean, it's just this constant cycle right, right now. And I don't know at what point it's just going to finally say, okay, enough. But if we have another company move here, all we have to have is somebody else relocate to this area. And yeah, creates the demand. Creates the demand, and we're off and running again. So maybe we can move South Dallas. Take the South Dallas. There's tons of development opportunities down there. Just go and, and buy land and... and and move there. <laughs> yeah, because then you're closer to Austin and Waco and yeah, yeah, the whole all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, uh, good example of that actually, the Toyota. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was, but Toyota, Toyota actually. Let's see. Hold on. Sorry, I'm doing math in my head. Folks, hold on a second. Um, eight and a half years here. Is it Bodon Fruit? So maybe about nine or ten years ago. Um, I went down to San Antonio, my grandmother died, 
and my dad was driving us around, me and my sister around um, where the family lived in Pleasanton, which is about 30 minutes south of San Antonio. And Toyota had come in and built a plant down there. Like a manufacturing plant? Manufacturing plant plant down there. Okay. Because, you know, good labor source, it was an expensive property, and they needed, you know, they were producing cars here in America, and that was Mm -hmm. their intent. And so they had gone far outside of, they could have built in in San Antonio. Instead of doing that, they went outside of that space and built in, you know, just outside of Pleasanton this huge plant and I could certainly see something like that happening in Dallas that you know instead of going north maybe going south um, where the land may be a little cheaper and yeah, little, maybe a little more to do it I don't know it's 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 interesting certainly I mean it does yeah well the whole Dallas area has plenty going for it because we've got a major international airport mm-hmm. we have we're generally centrally located as far as between the east coast and the west coast mm-hmm. so you've got that advantage and and then, of course, taxes. We, you know, we don't no pay personal income tax, so yeah. that's a big advantage to draw families in and and executives and mm-hmm. all sorts of folks. So, well, and, and most of the the cities will you know offer tax incentives to have people come because mm-hmm. that benefits them. You know, there's other as as Laura was saying, all this infrastructure about you know the restaurants that have to service these areas and the dry cleaners and the banks and all these things that have to happen mm-hmm. to service these areas so there's that that you're building a tax base off of that well yeah state farm moved into north richardson and mm-hmm. so we are actually benefiting from the whole little campus village that grew up around it so there's all these new apartment buildings and then we've got new we have a new whole foods grocery store and then you know banks and restaurants and everybody on our little the next door app you know Mm -hmm. everybody's chatting about stuff locally um everybody going is all excited about you know oh this new restaurant just opened and we're so excited so that's kind of revitalizing some of the retail in our little area and so i'm sure it's happening around all these new new companies that are coming in sure yeah wow yeah that's good well and, and wasn't the campus originally like the nortel or like one of the tech companies well, yeah, we have the whole, um, the what do they corridor. call it, tech corridor, yeah, where all the cell phone companies were there back in the, what, 90s, I back guess? Back in the heyday, yeah. Yeah, used to be, I can't even remember all the names, but yeah, yeah. it was a big deal. And that brought in a lot of um, foreign families and, like, really smart technological people to come in and, um, you know, so we have all these, Richardson's very multicultural because of that. Yeah. We have a lot of outside influence coming in to work on these or in these companies so yeah. it's good keeps things moving just <laughs> trucking along but yeah but you know you think at some point it's, it's... well I don't want to think about that well, no, I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> we're busy now I want to stay busy yeah well like I said all it would take would be one more company to say we're, we're relocating and here we go again yeah which isn't necessarily bad but and the other interesting thing that, that Dean was telling me was that they do the way their work is divided in their office about 15% of their clientele is multifamily he said but there's so much multifamily apartments townhomes um, that's happening that they could actually take on about another 15% easily and there's still be work out there for everybody else he said that's crazy because there's apartments going up everywhere oh yeah Oh yeah. Even down in downtown and uptown, and you know, oh, yeah. in the area of the town that you would think is already so built, like yeah. where are they? 
wedging in these little oh. apartment towers, but they're doing it. Well, and, and I went to when I went to have drinks with Dean. I parked on the street adjacent to his office because there's a big parking lot in his office, and just parked on the street because we're going across the street. And I look at him, I'm like, "Well, where did that tower come from?" Because exactly. there's like two cranes in this apartment tower. I'm like, "I know, it grows up out of a little crevice." Yeah. And it's like, what the? What the hell? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just kind of kind of crazy. But they said, of course, they won't do that because of it. They like to be more diversified than you know. They don't want to have too many eggs in one basket. But he said it would be easy to do. And uh, but I guess you know the thing is, if you can't find a house to buy, you're going to need an apartment. Yeah. Or a condo or a townhome or something. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's kind of interesting. You know, like I said, we don't do commercial a lot. So, to hear that perspective and to find out this is what they're talking about. Well, and fun. I would be interested to hear from our listeners if, if you work in a commercial firm or you know yeah. sort of of trends either in the Dallas area or, or near where you live. Um, feel free to get on our, our Facebook page and leave us a comment because I would be real curious to know what you are seeing in your area. Right. Right. What's the development also in the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's sort of the vibe? What's sort of the energy? Are things speeding up, slowing down? Uh, you know, are you just jam-packed full of projects in the office, or could you use more? Or just yeah. kind of give us give us an insight into what you're seeing it yeah. in your place. Well, and the, the interesting thing for me is, is because ideally, you know, I need a job. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know, you're going to um, be too busy to get a job. I know, too busy to have a job. <laughs> um, so, but I, you know, have been looking at the AI job board, and you see, you, know, you see these listings, and you realize there's got to be a ton of stuff going on across the country because, like, one firm may have four or five listings, or one firm is expanding clearly because there are openings in like four different cities. Oh wow! And it's you know every level from an intern all the way up to one of the one of the jobs was um, we talked about this last time the director of public housing. Oh right, right. <laughs> uh, so if you just look at the the AI job board and kind of track what's being offered job wise out there, yeah, that's you realize great. oh my gosh, yeah. this is not just us, not just local, um, but you know everywhere else and not everywhere else, but you know across the country and both coasts. But, uh, yeah, let us know what, what's happening where you are because it would be really interesting to find that out. Yeah. Well, and, and also, like, if you're in Canada or Mexico or Europe, I would love to know what the Brexit's going to do to architecture and development in England and in Europe, for that matter. Um, you know, one of the things that I was we were talking with a client who was in banking, and he said they don't even know, can begin to understand what that's going to do to the banking industry. Because there's so many specific regulations tied to the European market that now yeah. they have to take those and separate them out oh, gosh. from everything, all the regulations just for Britain and the UK. And yeah. So yeah. So if you're overseas, let us know. You know, is it you know, if you're an architect over there, do you think that's gonna change the way you're you guys are handling architecture? You're gonna see a slowdown? Do you think you'll continue building? Um as a non-EU member, do you think that's going to give you more opportunity? I don't know. It just seems kind of... You just opened the door to a whole nother podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that next time. Talk maybe. about that next time. So. Since we're such experts on the whole Brexit uh, we'll just We'll just pull it out of our... Well, not anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, and that'll... Because that'll take them, I think they said, about two years for them to really disentangle everything. 
Yeah, and, up to two years. Yeah. I think they're hoping to deal with it faster than yeah. that. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see the fallout from that. And you know, James's company is a consulting firm, and they've got, you know, their offices in, in uh, London. Yeah, they have people really over there. service all of the EU. Oh, interesting. So you know, yes, they have people in like Germany and France and Italy and stuff, but a lot of work goes through the London office. So who knows? Anyway. Totally different topic, but yeah. But yeah, but if you're overseas, let us know what, what your your markets are like there, and if it's um, maybe you're having people trouble finding people to build stuff to. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So, well, um, anything else while we got the people on the phone, <laughs> so to speak? I don't know. We've got our next uh, architecture happy hour coming up. I think it's uh, July 20th, mm-hmm. coming up, third Wednesday. Yep. Um, we'll be down at the, the Hard, Rock, Hard Cafe. Rock Cafe. That'll be fun. Yeah. And yeah. it's a joint event with the, the, the GLBT, chamber. GLBT Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. So we try to do this once a year, and or we tried to for the last three or four years. Yeah. Do this once a year, and uh, always a different different vibe, you know, because a different group of people, and... Mm-hmm. and um, one of my board members actually, um, the last time we did it, brought like four people from his firm. He said, "Okay, it's the chamber mixer, but it's also the architecture happy hour. You have to go. It's a lot of fun." And so, like, Good. dragged like four people with him, and uh, which is great. I mean, that's yeah, a nice yeah. way to the idea of getting more people involved and right. you know, more people you know. Very good. Doesn't hurt. And if you want to uh, reach out to me or connect to me, I am still on Twitter. Laura's taking over the Arch Happy Hour handle, so she'll be dealing with that. But I am um, at Spotted Dog Arch, since we can't, you know, you have so many letters you can. Well, and don't ask people to spell architecture. Yes, yeah. Arch is good enough. Arch is good enough. So Spotted Dog <laughs> Arch is where you can find me. And no, I don't have a Facebook page yet. And now I worked one thing Get at a time. Get on it, Larry. Golly. One thing at a time. It's just me. Don't stress me <laughs> You've out. You've had a whole week to get on it. Get on it. <laughs> what have you been doing? What is holding you up? There's just too many good episodes just of Judge DVR Judy. Just <laughs> that third hour of the Today Show and get on it. Jeez, uh-huh. slacker. Slacker. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys are having a fun summer. We hope you had a good fourth. Uh, for those of you here in the States. Yeah. And got to see some fantastic fireworks. And didn't injure yourselves <laughs> with bottle rockets or I anything. Know. Surprising Sparkler the number of people. Yeah. And scary stuff. Yeah, scary stuff. But uh, hopefully you're having a great summer. And we will talk to you next time. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye.